Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, this is Ibby Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. I'm also the host of Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight, and I'm the editor of the anthology, which you should run out and buy, called Moms Don't Have Time to, a quarantine anthology. All proceeds of that book go to COVID-19 vaccine research. And I'm the editor-in-chief of Moms Don't Have Time to Write, a new publication on Medium, and we're accepting submissions, so please send your personal essays there. And if all that isn't enough, you can follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens, and my website is zibbyowens.com. Okay, now back to this amazing podcast. Tracy Swinton Bailey is the author of Forever Free, a true story of hope in the fight for child literacy. Tracy earned her PhD in education with a specialization in language and literacy at the University of South Carolina in 2013. She began her career as a high school English instructor and went on to found Freedom Readers, an after-school and summer literacy program that was designed and implemented to support families in low-income areas and assist children in achieving their academic goals in reading. She is married to award-winning writer Isaac J. Bailey and is the mother of two children. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss Forever Free, A True Story of Hope in the Fight for Child Literacy. Zibby, I am super excited to be here. Thank you for this opportunity to talk about the work and to get to know you a little bit better. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, as I mentioned to you over email before we did this, I was just so moved after reading this about all of your pioneering work and how to really tackle child literacy. Not that you're the only one out there. I know so many people are focused on this very, very important sort of fundamental to our society 
issue, but the way that you've done it and the way you've taken it on yourself and your backstory, all of it is so inspiring. So I, I don't know. I was just so moved. So anyway, thanks. (laughs) Well, thank you for those kind words. I really appreciate it. I mean, when you're working on something like this and you feel like you're doing it a little bit in obscurity, and then when you're doing your writing, it just, It always feels good to know that it connects with someone. So thank you so much for sharing that. Sure. So would you mind telling listeners a little about Forever Free, about Freedom Readers, about how you ended up, you know, in your leadership position of this nonprofit, but also how you ended up making it into a book. So the whole, the whole thing. Absolutely. So Forever Free is a memoir and it's a call to action. And so there are lots of stories in the book about how I fell in love with reading when I was a little girl, mostly because of the way my father nurtured me around books, read to me every night before I went to bed. He was a a person who never had the opportunity to finish high school, but really understood the importance of literacy, reading. He told me that his mom taught him to read before he entered school. So he was very, very focused on making sure that that was something that I enjoyed when I was growing up. So having that background, having that foundation kind of led me through a life of loving books and wanted everybody, wanting everybody to understand how important it is to not only learn to read, but to love reading and understand how reading can open doors for us. I mean, as an adult, I realized that being a good reader and and helping other people read well is a political act. And you kind of take a stand in society when you decide to, to chase after that. So I was an English teacher. I loved being in the classroom, but still there, I was trying to share that love with young people around books that I hadn't necessarily chosen, books that probably were not my favorite, weren't their favorites. So when I had the opportunity to kind of open up the world and let kids choose their own books and practice what they knew about reading from school, then I definitely started to seize that opportunity. I thought it was so interesting, by the way, how when you were teaching, you sort of pushed back on your assignment to be as a brand new teacher to teach the most challenged readers, right? The most sort of not impaired, but the the lowest level reading group or the most problematic students. And you were like, I'm a new teacher. Shouldn't I be with the easiest students, right? They already know what they're doing. Like, why do you put all the new teachers with the hardest students? They should get the best teachers and how you sort of hit up against that wall repeatedly. Tell me a little about that. Yeah. I mean, when I think about education and I think about the way that teachers are assigned, I absolutely believe that those teachers who have the most experience, who have been recognized for being the most successful with students, those are the teachers that should be paired with the kids that need them the most. But when I walk into classrooms around the country, I rarely see it roll out that way. I kind of see the newer teachers being placed with the kids who need the most instruction. And it just, to me, didn't seem quite, it didn't seem quite fair and it didn't make a whole lot of sense. And how great that you did it. I mean, the fact that throughout like all these examples in your career, like you don't just take it, right? You're, you like push back against all of it. It's great, you know, cause like you could easily have just thought that and not said anything or done anything. And then yet you end up, you know, getting to, to be teaching the higher group at like in the next paragraph, <laughs> essentially. 
<laughs> yeah, it does turn out that way. In the moment, though, Zibi, I have to tell you that it doesn't always feel like it's great. Right. It feels like, you know, a thousand knots in your stomach. It feels like, you know, am I the person to really say this thing, to really bring up this issue? I was told this is the way that things have always been done. But I've always, you know, I've always been a questioner. I've always been a person who wanted to know, you know, just because it's always been done this way, does that mean it's the best way for us to continue doing it? So here we are. I've been raising questions like that with regard to like book publishing, (laughs) I feel like, Mm. Um, distribution. And I keep getting that same thing too, but this is how it's done. This is how the whole thing works. I'm like, does it have to, does it have to be done this way? Like, you know, but nobody wants to hear it, right? Nobody wants, nobody wants to shake that. I mean, for whatever it is you pick where, where you see something inefficient or something you can improve, it's not often met with such joy by the people who are instituting that system day in and day out. And that's like what they do. Cause I guess if you question it to them, like what does that do to what they do then all day? Right. Like right. it makes them right. have to question. And that's just too much, <laughs> too much. <laughs> right. Work and effort and, you know, soul searching perhaps. So yeah. 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 It's hard. And that was why it made such a difference to me to have the example of Frederick Douglass. Mm-hmm. I've read a lot of Douglass biographies, read his autobiography, and I just really take a lot of strength from his story mm-hmm. because it seemed as if he was a person that was questioning day and night mm-hmm. and would not give up. He was relentless. And it may not have seemed that way to him, but looking back at what he was able to accomplish in his life, like he was one of the single most important people in our country's history, I think, to kind of help our our country see what she could be. And as you say, that's why you named your nonprofit Freedom Readers based on Freedom Writers. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And based on the fact that he said, once you learn to read, you are forever free. Yeah. Hence the name of the book. Yep. There we go. You had a great line. Let me see if I can find it now about helping others and how you said through, well, I'll I'll just start over here. These mentors, these books of mine spoke in no uncertain terms about the value system that should guide a life worth living. From an early age, my moral compass was set toward considering the most vulnerable members of the community. Through a confluence of situations and explicit instruction, I internalized a lesson that would shape my entire life. How we treat those with the least power and influence will ultimately define us. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I mean, that's... Yeah. Like, everyone should... We should all, like, have that be our battle cry and think about how society would function if that were the case, right? Right, right. I think it's absolutely... It's so important, and it's the way I was raised. I was just raised in a community where we all... If we had something, our neighbors had it. You know, if my parents grew it in their garden... They made sure to pick an extra bucket and leave it on the the front porch of a cousin or a friend or, you know, it was just the code that we lived by and we were always looking out for one another. And so that's just the, the lens with which I viewed my life and my career. By the way, and this is probably completely inappropriate to say, but I was talking to someone who mentioned that a university they're involved with was looking for a new university president who had a PhD and this and the other thing. And I was like, you should talk to this woman who just wrote this book. And they were like, well, why would she's not, they were like, why would an author? And I'm like, no, no, she's not an author. She's an educator. Like she could do it. Anyway, I don't know if you have any interest in running a major university, but, but let me know and I can put you in touch. Oh my goodness, Zibby, that it's amazing that you would even say that. I mean, I just, 
really feel like the people who end up in those positions are the people who have been on that track their entire lives. But in some cases, I really feel like in order for us to get to where we need to go, we need to shake that up a little bit. We need to invite some people in with some fresh ideas and some fresh perspectives, because I think sometimes we get we get tunnel vision. We only see what's right in front of us. So thank you for that 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 nod. I appreciate that vote of confidence. See, you would be interested, right? I'm going to put your name in. I'm going to see if I can throw your name in the hat. We'll see. Not that I'm so influential, but you know, you know, at least get you on people's radar at this particular place. Anyway, so what was the process of writing this book like for you? How did it feel to kind of like go back into your childhood and outline everything you've done and and all of that? Like, did you end up feeling really proud at the end or what was it? What was it like? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, I'll tell you, Zibby, that I wrote a novel back in 2014. And so my novel, it came as a result of kind of missing my family when I was at Harvard with my husband when he was doing his Neiman Fellowship. And so it captured my community and I used a very small publisher. And so I may have had about 500 copies printed. And so I was thinking about writing a sequel to that novel and reached out to my husband's publisher. And she said, wait a minute, I read about you in his book and I know that you're doing some great work. Why don't you think about telling the world about your work? And so that's how we kind of got started on this journey together. I did no- I did notice you two had the same publisher. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'll forever be grateful for her, you know, to her for making that suggestion. And going back through some of these stories, starting with my childhood, some of it was was great. Some of it was not so great. Mm-hmm. There are some moments in there that were, you know, some kind of traumatic and scary moments for me. And it was difficult to tell those stories, you know, to put my business in the street, as they <laughs> say sometimes. But I do believe it's very important for those of us who have a platform to use it to really help other people understand how important it is for us to stand for what's right, to really understand 
that fighting for the least of these is some of the most important work that we can do. And if I can help other people realize that, embrace literacy, get it out into the communities, especially now in this semi post COVID America, you know, then, then I will have done what I was supposed to do. So explain your way of making literacy, childhood literacy, you know, how changing how it's taught, how it's like, tell us your approach to doing that and how people listening can help. Yeah. So our approach is really simple. We try to go to where the kids are. We started out in their communities and it it so happened that we started in the housing authority invited us in. And so by going there, I think it says something to families. It says something to children about our commitment to helping them reach their full potential and and reach their goals. We also recruit people from our community who love reading and love children. Some of them are attorneys, some are doctors, some are judges, just people that, that these kids may not have had the opportunity to encounter in another space. And so we develop a program that's about 90 minutes once a week, and we choose a theme for each one of our sessions. A session might be about 10 weeks long. And so we start out with a theme song, we look at videos, we have discussions about that particular theme, and then we give the scholar and the tutor 45 minutes to read together from a book the child might choose and from the book a tutor might choose that will help them kind of stretch their reading abilities just a little bit. The end of all of these meetings comes around when a child is given the opportunity to make a speech about something that we ask them to talk about. We teach them about making eye contact and projecting their little voices. And this is where we see the most growth, where we see them really come out of their shells and and really practice what they're learning about expressing themselves. They pick up a brand new book on the way home to build their home libraries, and then they come and see us again the next week. So great. And you let them keep the books, right? You just... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's- they read to their little brothers. They read to the cat. They read to their Barbie dolls. They read to their parents. And so we're hopeful that they'll take those books and, and read them every day and just fall in love with being able to satisfy their curiosity, being able to travel to different places within the pages of those books. Just, yeah, we hope that their lives and their homes are enriched by those books that they take home every week. I was literally just saying that I interviewed earlier this morning, Joan Silber, and there was part of her novel took place in Bangkok. And I was like, well, thank you, because I've never been there before. So like now (laughs) you took me there yesterday. You didn't even know, but you did. And now I know what it's like a little more. And I got to feel like I experienced some of that just by opening the book. It's such, I don't know, such magic. Yeah, it's magic. It really is magic. And that's the kind of thing that I don't want kids to miss out on because they're standardized tests or because they're worksheets Mm -hmm. or, you know, because somebody feels as if they're not where they need to be. Mm -hmm. I want them to experience that magic of being transported to a different time and place. I mean, research tells us it's a stress reliever. Mm -hmm. It can help you sleep better. It's important. Yeah, I will. That is my main stress. combatant, I guess, or, you know, I don't know what I would do. That's like my, the key to my mental health, I think is, is reading. So the thought that, you know, I know, obviously this is such a huge problem, but not being able to have that, it just seems so fundamental, right? Yeah. Such a fundamental skill that everyone should have. So how many communities are you in now? And what's your vision for the, 
for the organization going forward? So we started in two communities in 2010. And right before we shut down for the pandemic, we were in 20 communities. And so right now we are back up to four and gradually bit by bit, we'll probably, we're hoping that we'll be able to get back to that number of 20 and beyond. Our vision is to expand as far as possible because as long as there are kids who need books in their hands and, and need to experience the freedom that comes along with reading, then we'll continue to do the work. We'll continue to keep pushing. So where can people, how can people get involved if they are in, so moved after hearing this? Yeah, they can absolutely reach out to us at our website, which is freedomreaders.org, and they'll find out more information about what we're doing there, and they can contact us and get involved that way. And they can read your book forever free and learn even more. Yeah. So there we go. Absolutely. <laughs> I hope you do, awesome. and I hope you like it. Do you have any advice for aspiring authors? My advice for aspiring authors would be keep going, keep writing, keep doing it every day, keep reaching out to the people who are doing what it is that you want to do. And absolutely every day, keep reading, read good writing. Yeah. That's my advice. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Tracy, thank you. Thank you so much for chatting with me today for all the work you do on behalf of so many people. I mean, I can't even imagine the impact like that I mean, what you've decided to do with your life and how many people that that's helped. It's so cool. So anyway, thank you. It was a pleasure chatting with you. And now I'm going to like send a little email and next thing you know, you'll be running half the country. So there you go. Well, thank you, Libby. Like I said earlier, I appreciate the vote of confidence. I think I'll stay in my lane for right now, okay. but I really loved getting to talk with you today. Thank you, you for do. the opportunity. You do. All right. Have a great day. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.